Hello and welcome to Love, Dating, and Relationships for Spiritual Women. My name is Julie Grimm and I am your host today. I am a spiritual guide and healer in the lineage of King Solomon. I support people in walking their path to personal empowerment. And I am very excited today to have my first couple who I'm interviewing. I have Liz and Elena of Two Swans. Liz is a educator of natural wellness and Elena is a psychic medium, Reiki master and meditation teacher. So thank you ladies for joining me. Thank you for having us. Thanks for having us. This is so fun. Yeah. Yeah. Excited. Yes. Very cool to connect with you both. So um, let's just dive in there. I want to know a little bit more about how you two met, what your story is. Okay. All right. Well, first of all, um, you know, I guess we have to just acknowledge the bad pizza. Right. All right. Because, you know, when you live in New York and like the the suburbs of the city. It's very hard to find bad pizza, but we actually did meet over bad pizza. We did. And um, mm-hmm. you can tell her, tell her, tell her what happened. Well, there was this party that our mutual friend was throwing because she lived in England. She had a baby. She wanted all of her American friends to meet the baby. And Liz and I were both invited. And we all, we both almost didn't go. Both of us. I had to bring my mm-hmm. brother as a wingman right. because I hadn't seen this friend of mine who was, she's a West End Broadway star and, you know, very, you know, my brother is very excited about musical theater, <laughs> big, big fanboy. Um, and so he, he wanted to come. So right. I needed to have him with you me. You needed a support right. system. Exactly. Yeah, I needed the support system. I didn't know anybody except for Jen that right. was there. Right. Mm-hmm. And I knew a few people, but I was also traveling all the way from Long Island by myself. And I was like, oh man, can I do that? And it was like over a couple of bridges. And I said, you know what? She's only in America for a very short time every year. Elena, go to this party. Well, I'm really glad that I did. Yeah. You need to write the baby a thank you note. Oh yes. Yes. Thank you for being born. She totally knows. She totally knows. And so Liz walked into the room and I was like, my goodness. I was in really good shape at the time because I played professional roller <laughs> derby. I had my like neckerchief around. I, I was feeling pretty good. And I usually look very straight because <laughs> I don't even really feel gay. So she walked in and I was like, I have got to let that girl know that I like girls. How mm. am I going to do this? So I just kept staring at her for a while and, and- I was caught. Little did she know that my brother was like, oh, that girl's checking you out, Liz. I was like, like, nice. I was like, really? I'm like, that's finally I got an opportunity to talk to her and I was so excited. And she mentioned roller derby. And I said, oh, I had a girlfriend that was in roller derby. And that very smooth. So very smooth. smooth. I'm really not smooth at all. No, she's not. So we ended up leaving at the same time and she said, are you on Facebook? And I said, yeah, she was like, I'll find you. And I went to the car and I was like, all like, and I said to myself, what are you thinking? You can't date a girl in Westchester, get it out of your head. And we didn't talk for like a month, but Mm -hmm. Liz was pretty sure that we were going to talk. And you were kind of planning your life around it at the time, I right? was. I, I had mm-hmm. said to my friend, Danny, I was like, I met this really gorgeous lady yeah. at this party over the weekend, and I'm totally going to go on a date with this woman. I can feel <laughs> we it. We weren't even it's, talking. <laughs> it's coming. 
And he was like, yeah, Liz, go get him. (laughs) He was very excited for me. So, so we, we finally reconnected on Facebook and we had a little banter and we finally had our first date and it lasted 72 hours. That's right. Yeah. The first, <laughs> it was our last first date and it was like, there we go. Best, best first date ever. Yeah. And it was epic. We went to um, a Tim Burton art exhibit at the MoMA in mm-hmm. Manhattan. And we went to yeah. some of my old stomping grounds. I'm a and former... mine too. Cause I went to NYU. Yeah. Liz, was a musician. a musician, singer, songwriter, and she played in the same places that I danced in when I was at NYU. So it was like we were both like old stomping grounds mm. and like weaving in that way. Yeah. So awesome. And then we totally ended up making out like uh, <laughs> in, everywhere on, like, the subway. <laughs> we crashed a jazz show. I, I don't even know what no, happened. It was great. Because we were like just so into each other. The, just, the little soldiers showed up oh at the my What was it? That the was brewery. so cool. Yeah, the brewery. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we 72 hours of making out then. It sounds pretty good. You know, I wouldn't mind the bad pizza if that's where we ended. No, so. it, was, it yeah. was worth it. And that was that was it, you know, like, and I, and I knew, and I think we both knew oh, at that point knew. that that was it. Like, this is, it. This, is, this is forever here. Yeah, we knew that we were soulmates. I mean, so you're both like highly intuitive. I mean, Elena, you do this for a living. How did that, were you doing that at that point? And how did that play a role in that sort of sureness? Yes. Well, I told her, cause we really fell in love over the phone because we couldn't get that date together. And by the first date, I was already in love with her and trying not to say it. Oh God, don't say it. Don't say it. And finally she said it first. So I was so I didn't say it with the first date though. No, that was the second date. Make it, she made it sound like I jumped the gun. Totally. (laughs) But I mean, like if it's on the the middle 24 hours, like that probably would have been okay, you know, or the end 24 hours because that first date was. Totally. So I, on the phone said, so I'm psychic. And I was just like, kind of putting it out there. And she was like, oh, okay. And I was like, oh, great. Cause the guy that I dated before her was not okay with it. And I had to say bye-bye to him. Well, Mm -hmm. what was really interesting, you know, and I love the way that the universe works to like set us up for like these perfect moments to happen, to like set us up for acceptance of people's uniqueness and, and like just connection to them. Um, I had recently reconnected with a friend of mine from high school who is also a psychic medium. And she was, you know, talking to me about some things. And I had recently been experiencing some, maybe some paranormal activity in the place that I was living in. So my mind was already open to that when I met Elena, but like, I had just gone through this big thing where I'm like, wow, I'm like, this is so powerful. And it's like such a real thing. And people really have these amazing glyphs of clairvoyance. And, Mm -hmm. you know, because my friend really ended up helping me tremendously and helped me open up my third eye and my crown chakra Mm -hmm. and all that stuff too. So it's so important to be appreciated too and valued like not only accepted but like yes that's a skill cool great yes supported I I needed to be with someone who believed in me and would support me because you know this kind of business it's not always easy also you know it's really not easy I mean even being in business for yourself you want somebody that's going to believe in the work that you do yeah exactly yeah And, you know, I get questions even 
today, you know, because I kind of, I don't really share like on the outside with a lot of people that I'm a very intuitive person with lots of psychic moments and, you know, connection to my spirit guides and my crossed over loved ones and all this. Mm-hmm. And they're like, what's it like being married to Elena? <laughs> Do you like believe in what she does? And whenever anybody asks me that, I'm like, yes of course I do I'm like how would you how could I be married to a person like and like the love of my life and not believe in who she is and like what she values at her core in how to how she helps other people so it's interesting that that comes up quite a bit yeah because it's not just what I do it is who I am it's part of I feel like I feel I could feel that in my body in my heart I'm like yes Mm-hmm. That's so true. Cause I'm single, I'm dating, I'm deeply spiritual and intuitive. And I've encountered lots of people who are like, Oh, I don't really believe in that. And right. it's just like, great. And they're like, but I think you're awesome. I'm like, you can't because <laughs> you think like that part of me is awesome, but like, this is me. So if you don't believe in it, it means like you don't believe in 70% of who I am or, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. ugh. Mm-hmm. So that's so lovely. Yes. Yeah. It's not a phase. I, it's what I tell people. I'm like, if this is not a phase, <laughs> you right. know, it's not like a hobby, you know, <laughs> she's not like, you know, in her room reading cards as like, you know, just for fun, not knowing like she's an actual professional person who has a lot of gifts. So, you know, I'm constantly explaining to people, but in a nice way, in an open way that hopefully doesn't alienate <laughs> them. I never yell. Yeah. Yeah, that's an important point too. Sometimes I'm not so nice to these other people. I'm just like, no, but that's more people that want to date me. And I'm like, you just, you can't see me. So yeah, I don't know who you want to date here. It's not me. Um, You, Liz, mentioned a book before when we were talking about uh, this interview that you wanted to write. Can you tell us a little bit more about your book idea? We've been, we've so been joking about this for Forever. a long time, but it's, it's like a joke, funny, haha, but really not like I'm going to do it one day. And, um, I just think it would go over really well because I think a lot of people are you know, looking for something like this, but it's, it would be called how to be married to a psychic. Um, and really because all of these things that come up in our daily relationship, like a normal day at the office for us is very <laughs> different than a lot of my friends whose, you know, husbands might be, you know, in one business or another and go off to work. And I come home from like a, a PTA meeting or something. And I say, Oh, you know, how was your, your session? And She's like, oh, well, we went to a mermaid planet and we bathed in the waters and it was very healing. And, and, you know, so-and-so is, is doing so great. And, you know, they're on their path and I feel so, so good. And just things like that, that come up. I just think it's really like anybody who wasn't in a relationship with an, a highly intuitive person, like just the conversations we have on a daily basis. Like, what does this mean? What is this? This is a sign. <laughs> what is this a sign of what's the lesson, you know? Um, so, you know, being married to a psychic really brings out a depth to life um, because we're seeing beyond surface layers. We're digging deeper and I'm a big fan of mindfulness. Mm -hmm. And so that's a practice that I use for myself, for my own mental health and well-being. But, you know, when it comes to our relationship, 
you know, I just love the gifts that we bring to the table for each other. Um, and, you know, I, I don't know. I think that there's, there's a lot there that we could peel away the layers of for that <laughs> book. I don't know. We could do a lot of fun things with it. Well, I just love how balanced we are because I want to be up in the clouds all the time and really not here at all on earth. And Liz is the, same, the exact opposite. She is very grounded on earth. So she grounds me and I lift her up. Mm -hmm. So I love that about us. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And we, of course, bring out the silliness in each other. We have to keep it, you know, fun and lighthearted and silly. Yeah. We love having fun. I feel I like that is that. I have, That's I have noticed that so far in my <laughs> 25 minutes of knowing you. <laughs> you know, I think it's also because there's a lot of heavy things that happen um, when you live your life on a deeply spiritual level and you're always, you know, growing and you're always doing work on yourself, whether, you know, it's deeply hard to spiritual grow. shadow work or you're doing, mm -hmm. you know, work to... I don't know, to grow into another modality or, you know, working on your awareness. It's like, yeah. it's, it's very hard and it can really be intense. So I think having levity as part of the component is really helpful. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know what I would do without like humor and playfulness. It's a key ingredient, at least for me in life. So yeah. that's amazing. And yeah. I, I totally agree. You know, when you're looking at it almost gets you through the hard stuff. You know, if you don't have that, how do you get through? It's, I don't know. It makes it harder. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Makes it much, much harder. So um, you guys clearly, no, maybe not clearly, maybe I'm over, but it seems as though you uh, walk to the beat of your own drum. Um, <laughs> you can say that again. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> And you no longer are in New York City, which is which is more of a you know eccentric, eclectic space to begin with. You guys are actually now in New Hampshire, so I wonder. I mean, you know, we can meet people that don't understand us anywhere, but I wonder, you know, what kinds of assumptions or misunderstandings have you encountered in uh, the span of your relationship? Oh my gosh! So there's so much there, and I love that you asked that question because you know, we love, we love answering these questions anyway. We always have fun with it too, but we get a lot of questions from people like, oh, who is the mom and who is the dad? Um, and they're not meaning to be offensive in any way. And, you know, frankly, I don't get offended by it because, the, you know, people are doing the best they can for the most part. And the people who are asking these questions are people who are connected to us, who do love us or appreciate us in some way. So, and they think that they know us. They think they do. <laughs> so they're like, well, you know, Liz looks more like the dad, you know, she's sort of like the more sporty one. And Elena's like more like the mom who probably is in the kitchen cooking dinner and all of that stuff. And boy, do they get it wrong. Completely. They, Right? Not true. You tell her what the truth is. Go ahead. You tell <laughs> the her. The truth is that Liz is on the PTA, now the school board, and Elena likes to stay home and work and be in my mm -hmm. office and, you know, get my, 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 uh, my Instagram posts together and talk to people on the phone and do my readings. And I want no part of cooking dinner. I don't cook. Liz cooks. I do the cooking. She also is now coaching the little league. I'm so I'm like really doing a lot of it. Like it's so right. it's like these things. You really are. Yeah. They people put these gender roles and things, but they're not. They're just 
they're just roles. They're just things people yes. do, whether you're a woman or a man or non-binary, um, you know, right. however you identify, they're just things that we all yeah. can do. And so, but I do a lot of this stuff with the kids. Like if they want to go outside and they want to play sports, I'm out there playing sports. Right. I'm like fixing like their boo-boos. I'm cooking them that. dinner. You do, you, yeah. Elena's healing them. She's like giving them meditation I advice at night. Yeah. Um, you know, she, she helps with the homework and all of that stuff, which is like, you know, yeah, that's that I do because I'm inundated with all the other stuff. So I'm like, oh, oh absolutely. Yeah. You need to put your, like, yeah. Put your feet up sometimes. Yeah. It yeah. sounds, you know, when you're talking, what I'm really getting the picture of is we, we have this understanding of like yin and yang or masculine and feminine. And so yours are just really like interwoven Completely. where there's a, there's less of that rigidity or compartmentalization. Um, yeah. Yeah. maybe. Even in the hospital, Liz had our babies, okay? And I got the bracelet that said father because that they didn't have an extra mother bracelet or something. So it was just like, oh, okay, I'll be the dad. It <laughs> yeah. was, it really and that was in New York. That was in New York yeah. too. And and that's another one. People people are like, so how did the how did of the kids? Of course, Elena had the baby. No, they, people sometimes just think that like one of us was married before and we had the kids, and then like, like but if they whose don't kids think are that, they? Like, where did the kids come from? Like, they always are, think that I had the baby. They do. They and think in that. actuality, I couldn't get pregnant. So Liz was able to get pregnant. I tried. It didn't work. And it was this life that Liz was supposed to have the babies. And I was, I was happy to, you know, have our kids mm -hmm. and I always thought I would have kids, you know? And so did I, mm -hmm. but then I was mm -hmm. told that it's not this life that I'm supposed to have the babies because I've had a thousand babies for my soul. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. And that, those soul conversations, we argue on our soul levels all oh, yeah. the time. Like you like, I, we're going to find out one day you're going to, we're really going to find out, find out the truth that I'm old. Well, but I do have this one time a teacher was talking about soul ages or not necessarily soul ages, but you know, amount of experience that your soul has had like lives, uh, mm -hmm. emanations is how he talks about them. And he was like, you know, more isn't always better. It just means you needed more to get it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So there's just a little, I don't know. I don't know how that falls within your uh, soul arguments, but I'll leave it there. Yeah. We've had a lot of lives together mm -hmm. that we've both seen. Yeah. In yeah. meditations and past life regressions. And, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So we've been everything to each yeah. other, yeah. which is really fun. It is really fun. And mm -hmm. you know, I, I think people, you know, when they see us, they just assume that we are a certain way, you know, like we're two women. So they're like, Oh, gay couple, you know? Um, there's a mom and a dad role. There's like two kids got lots of questions about that. How they have the babies, where they come from? Like, did, did they adopt? Did they, you know, right. the questions that we get about like how the babies got here on this earth. I'm like, okay. Storks didn't bring them down or. Right. <laughs> no stork. Um, you know, and it then wasn't I. Immaculate conception. I sit them down no, and I'm but like. I would be open to that. I I'm always like, told God. So let's yeah. talk about science now. Here we go. <laughs> and I'm like, I love that catalog shopping for your children because you get to choose your donors. Right. So, mm -hmm. you know, but I, I really enjoyed that process. I know you did. I was like, yes, it was fun. this one's good. I'm like, this one was a drummer, Elena, drummer. <laughs> Watch out for those drummers. Yeah, we had fun with that. Yeah. That's great. I love that. 
Um, I know, so you mentioned that people just assume that you're two gay women. I know that's something we mentioned also earlier, but could you explain a little bit uh, how you are not two gay women? Because people listening might be like, they're not, you know, we all have our assumptions that we're bringing to the table. So I don't feel like I'm gay or a lesbian in my in my soul. Right? To be fair, I do tease her about this and I tell her time. that she's gay by default, right. but you know, I don't really mean that. I'm just being playful. Go it's ahead. Just carry on. the way I feel. I don't want to be put into a little box. So what I actually call myself is a plus, which means that I don't see gender. I just see the person's soul and that's who I love because I've been with men and women through my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm more of an old-fashioned lesbian, well, but she you calls know, herself an OFL. OFL. It's not really on the LGBTQ plus <laughs> chart, but it's my own. But maybe it should be. Maybe it maybe should it be. be. I don't know. OFL. I really like it. I resonate with it. Um, I love all yeah. human beings, but you know, I connect with mostly women. Right. You know, on on the physical level, I would say. Right. On a right. I mean, yeah, we have our our yeah. predilections, <laughs> what we're attracted to. That's yes. Right. Yeah. On a platonic level, I have lots of guy friends that are yes. great friends. Absolutely. Some of my best friends. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And That's I so interesting. People. So you guys are kind of here helping to um, educate or expand the minds of others who might not have experienced people living quite the way that you live or, you know, understanding yourselves quite the way that you understand yourself is what it sounds like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, what's cool though, is I think that over time, when you really get to know people and they really get to know you for who you are, they don't see any of these things anymore. They just, they just look at you as a person. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and I can say with like confidence that our friends here that we're close with, they just see us as Liz and Elena, who are, you know, Colton and Larkin's parents and, you know, they're here in town and and they accept us for that. and, And they love us for who we are. Um, and, and they were initially people that asked those questions. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that's great because it's like, we are sort of, we need to be allowed to ask questions and to not know and to say things wrong because that's how we learn. You know, that's how we're, oh, that's really what's going on. And I also love what you said. I really resonate with that. You know, um, when you don't know somebody, of course, you're like, you kind of have judgments or assumptions. You're trying to understand who they are, but once you know them, it's just, who they are and on an energetic or soul level, it's like, oh, that's this essence. You might not even be able to put it into words or categorize it or, but it's like, that's them. This is them. That's what that is. Mm-hmm. That's signature, that resonance. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And it took the New Hampshire people time to also get to know us. It took us about three years to really start establishing ourself and our family and friendships in New Hampshire. Well, you know, it was such a big change from New York and there was so many things that happened in our transition from living in New York to living here in New Hampshire between work and business and changing jobs and kids Mm -hmm. in school and all of these different factors. It was really only when the kids got into school like preschool and elementary school that we started being able to form real relationships because relationships are built with trust, you Mm -hmm. know, and you can't build relationships if you can't build trust and connection with people. Yeah, definitely. So that was definitely amazing. 
when we yeah. started to kind of get in there. But you know, we live and we yeah. learn and we grow. And I think it might have been similar. If we had stayed in New York, we would have, you know, grown in different ways. Mm-hmm. You know, in in the relationship department, right? Mm-hmm. But New Hampshire is lucky to have you. We're Aww, we're lucky okay. to be here. You know, like it's a really beautiful place. Um, family it in New England, beautiful. and we wanted our kids to grow up in a natural environment where they had more space to run, where we mm-hmm. can go hiking. And oh my goodness, since the pandemic, I'm pretty glad that we live in. Oh, gosh, you know, a yeah. more sparse area where they can be outside. And I may have know. lost it if we lived in our little apartment in New York during the pandemic. I hear you. I hear you. I live in the suburbs of Boston. I'm grateful to even be in the suburbs. Mm-hmm. And I mentioned earlier to you guys, I actually lived in New Hampshire for some of my childhood. Right. And it was a change, but it, I'm really grateful for that change because being around so many trees and forest, it's just, it's a different way to exist. And to live. So I'm happy I had that experience myself. Yeah. A little bit strange not to have any sidewalks anywhere you go. Yes, that is. You're like, will a car run me over walking to my friend's house? I'm not sure. Let's go for it. Right. Right. (laughs) Live free or die. Live free or die. (laughs) I say live free or die trying. (laughs) It's true. So um, moving on a little bit, I'm curious what uh, your long-term partnership has taught you so far? If there's any nuggets there that you'd like to share with people. Oh my gosh, nuggets. There's so many. There's like really big things. There's really small things. Um, We spent, what, two years? Mm -hmm. Two years in marriage therapy. Um, Even soulmates need marriage therapy. (laughs) It was honestly like the best thing that we could have done for each other and for ourselves. Yeah. Um, because bo- both of us, I think, independently of each other are very interested in working on ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and we needed somehow to like bridge these, these things that we were working on. And we're so different. Yeah. And, and I think, and there was also a lot of changes and, you know, I, I actually got mm-hmm. sober. Um, and so I'm, I'm congratulations. A Thank yeah. you. And so I, uh, I think sobriety really, you know, took, that was hard, took a toll on us yeah. because there were a lot of changes that happened, yeah. a lot of like relearning yeah. of like how to feel feelings and how to honor them and to like experience them and let them move through yeah. me and not hold them. And like, so there was a lot of work or that try I try to squash them right. with the alcohol. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So there was a lot of stuff that we had to work on with our communication because yeah, I used to just like not bring things up and just mm-hmm. let them sit inside. And so I think when we got better at communicating we are able to like elevate our relationship even that much more. Yes. Because it's not, it's not me experiencing my own reality. It becomes a shared reality and our goals for the future are shared Yes, and we have our own goals too, which is great. And mm-hmm. we support each other. Yeah. You know? Um, so I think communication, the longer you're in a relationship, the more challenging it can become. And, mm-hmm. and I think that that work of being aware of each other is one of the most powerful things that, that you can work on in a relationship. I think that is pretty true for anyone. 
because if you if I can be more aware of Elena's feelings about something or how I say something to her that's not going to trigger her or make her feel defensive or accuse her of doing something, even if I don't think that I'm accusing her of doing something, right? Like, oh, you left these dishes in the sink or whatever, you know, like, oh, hey, you know, um, do you want me to do these dishes? You know, something different, like approaching things different, responding and not reacting. Mm -hmm. Lots of changes in our relationship. And I would say you need to start with a foundation of friendship. It can't just be attraction. It can't just be sexual. It needs to be this friendship level or else you're going to lose each other. Mm -hmm. I feel. Yeah. I mean, we, so I'll tell you, like we leave the house, like one of us will go (laughs) to go somewhere. We're mind you, we work together. We work from home. We're pretty much home and unless I have a meeting or something like that, or we're traveling or, or we're traveling or something. But Mm -hmm. if she goes somewhere, guess what? She's getting a phone call while she's in the car. (laughs) She's traveling just like maybe to go to get gas. We don't stop talking. (laughs) We just always talk. Yeah. Mm. And it's Mm. funny because when we first started dating, Liz didn't like the phone at all. So we were texting for a while. Did not. And I remember I was getting ready for a performance and I couldn't text and do my curling of my hair at the same time. So I called her and she was like, why are you calling me? And I was like, because I'm doing my hair, I, I can't do. Do you want to continue to talk? And she was like, okay. And that's how I made her talk to me on the phone. She and did. It never she, stopped. She tricked me right into that. I was like, <laughs> well, I can't not answer. I'm just texting this girl. I said to my roommate at the time, I'm like, oh, she's calling. And she was like, well, answer the phone. <laughs> Good grief. But you know, anxiety and everything, you know, you, you come with free conditions human not perfect but I love talking on the phone I have always loved that that's good good thing that your business requires you to do that it's a good thing (laughs) that's perfect actually it's and it's good too in a way maybe that you guys had that distance so that you had to sort of build up that rapport even before you first met that you had that friendship on some level you know obviously not the same level of friendship that you have today but still yeah, I yeah. feel like it was very helpful. Oh, and yeah. there could have been many times in our lives that we met before that day, but it wasn't supposed to be. We even lived in England at the same time and didn't know that we lived there. And together. the friend that we, so this woman whose party we went to in New York is the one that she was in school with at the same time in England. I was in a different part of England, but, um, mm-hmm. but she was over there at the same time. So interesting. And could have been. I don't know, we could have crisscrossed because I've been friends with her since right? middle school. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. It's funny how timing works. Yeah. Yeah. Really. All of those things work. But I love um, what you were saying about you both are, you know, dedicated to yourselves and to bettering yourselves and to growth and evolution. And then also then bringing that to the relationship. I think that that's so important too. But it's also, I mean, just... I'm not married. I'm not in a long-term relationship, but I could imagine, you know, you almost kind of need both partners to be doing that because otherwise you might sort of move off in other directions. Yeah. Yeah. So having that commitment. Absolutely. I think that's amazing when you find the person that you can grow alongside of and grow in your own ways and step into your own power and still have what you have together and make it stronger along the way because of the work you do on yourselves. Yeah. Like I, I do think that it's hard when, um, 
one person really wants to grow and one person really does not. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and somebody said to us, like when I first got sober, if you guys make it through your first year of sobriety, you, you might be okay. And I was like, what? There's a chance we could break up. And I said, not possible. And it almost happened. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then thank God for the therapy. Yeah. It was amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, it's great that you got the help that you needed. It's not, you know, sometimes we feel like we're in it alone, or even if we're in it together in the relationship that you're in it together in the relationship alone. Mm -hmm. And it's like, no, we can, we can get help. Yeah. Yeah. And it was really good. It was because, you know, gave us all these tools to use with each other. Mm -hmm. You know, again, it goes back to like communicating and, you know, really being aware of each other and how you speak to each other and what we do for each other, how we show up in our relationship, Mm -hmm. uh, made us aware of a lot of things that I personally wasn't aware of before, you know? Yeah. Yeah. One of my teachers, I remember him saying, you know, for your job or for your career, like you'll go to trainings, you'll dress up nicely for your interview. You'll make sure you're put together and you're there, you show up, but like, do you do that in your relationship? Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes we just kind of put our feet up and we're like, yeah, you know, it, it worked out these other years. So it's probably going to keep working out. And it's like, no, sometimes you need to put in some work and show up. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm really glad that we did. And Liz actually pushed me into therapy. Well, I was like, I don't need therapy. I'm the therapist. Right. That, you know, I think it's hard. No, I needed it. (laughs) You're the one that helps everybody else. I mean, I think you and I are both helpers. Like Mm -hmm. we both help a lot of people in our respective ways. And, um, you know, it's very humbling, um, to come to a place where you're like, yeah, I could, I could benefit from some help. You know, I could, I, I need help. Mm -hmm. It's hard to say I need help or I want help or I will accept your help. Yeah. Like I wouldn't even accept help at a grocery store. Uh, you know, oh. like if there was a can on the very top shelf, I was either getting that can myself or leaving the store without it, you know? And I say, just ask for help. And usually I'm on the phone with her and I'm like, find someone to ask for, no, I can't ask for help. I'm just going to leave. What? Mm-hmm. But you know, now I ask for help. If there's like a six foot tall person next to me, I'm like, excuse me, good sir. Would you mind reaching that last thing of sun butter up there and you and know they what? Don't mind. it's okay the yeah. sky doesn't yeah. fall so now I ask for help yeah but yeah for you getting into therapy mm-hmm. you're you are used to being that one I mean yeah. I remember that day when you just went out in the backyard and you screamed yes mm-hmm. that was a hard day was that that was dark angel right probably that was dark angel yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Elena has like you know her shadow side right her yeah. shadow self she calls she calls it dark angel. Yeah, she's not nice. Right. Mm. <laughs> with every it's good pop- to know her though. It's good to know her. Be in yes, touch with her. Yes. yes. See her yes. ways. I'm on a journey of healing her. Mm-hmm. One yeah. by one by one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Mm-hmm. I mean, we all are. It's you know, it's kind of the end is endless. It don't yeah. stop. So no, long as at least we're we're here on planet Earth. Yeah. Never stop. Stop. yeah. 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 So, there, yeah, absolutely. There's this concept by, um, do you know who Elizabeth Lesser is? 
I don't think I do know. She is one of the co-founders of Omega Institute and she's an author and she wrote a book called Cassandra Speaks. And in this book, she talks about this concept of inner vism and it's really about looking at your own BS, you know, and like taking it apart and saying, well, why do I feel that way? How come, you know, this is affecting me in this and like, look at your own preconceived notions or conditions and undo those things, you know, mm -hmm. so that you can be a more open human being. Right? Yeah. So that's, that's kind of like my version of, of shadow work is over intellectualization of things. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Liz does a lot of thinking and I don't want to do that. I do a lot of feeling. Mm, I see. I see. I see. Well, both are important, hugely important uh, work and all of that. So um, it looks like we have time for one last question. We kind of touched on this before, but um, I was asking Alina, I mean, you guys are both highly intuitive, it sounds like, and, you know, but Alina, you are a professional medium. So have you ever, like, when, for example, kind of things were a little bit rocky or you were like, are we going to last? Have you ever tried to psychically look into your future or understand where things were headed? Yes, I have seen our future. And I saw that when we were first dating, I saw the end of our life and I know exactly what's gonna happen. And uh, during that time, I was like, but no, that's not how this, how this goes because we stay together forever. And I was told, cause I get messages and I'm like kind of talking to spirit all the time. And I got a message that we weren't allowed to break up. And I said, well, what do you guys mean about that? They were like, if you break up, the world is going to not be happy with that. Like you need to stay together because the world needs you. It's not just because you need each other. It's more than that. The world needs you to stay together. And I said, oh, wow. Well, world help out because this isn't going very well right now. And but then, we were, and then when you asked for help, maybe the world did help out. Isn't that yeah. so interesting though? Like when you open yeah. yourself up to the world supporting you. It did. It did. I don't know if I ever told you that. Did I ever tell you? I that? don't know. I don't know if you ever told me that specifically. I kind of kept it a secret. That's kind of deep. <laughs> I, you know, it, it, that's the kind of messages that I get all the time. Maybe you felt like I couldn't handle do. it or something at the time. I don't, maybe. Yeah. You probably, you know, cause you don't, you're not really allowed to say what people aren't ready to hear. I'm not. That's one of my unwritten contracts with the angels that I can't tell anybody what they're not ready to hear until they're ready to hear it. So are you ready to hear that? I, I guess I am. Okay. I guess she is. And <laughs> so are our listeners. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know, for me, it's like, special. I have to just stay present in like as much as right. possible. She likes to stay present because I, you know, I do have that overthinking issue. And so if I let myself think about all the possibilities of what could potentially happen in the future, good, bad, or otherwise, mm -hmm. um, you know, I can really take myself on a trip and go nowhere. Um, so I really just try to stay present and stay right in a place of awareness and gratitude yeah. and in like knowing what we want to create with each other definitely, and what we want to create period. Right. And you help me stay present because 
I'm off in another land. She is. All you, I, I say that she's in her cloud car. You know, the Care Bears, the Care Bears, and like they have their little cloud car and they're driving around in the rainbows in the sky. That's Elena. She's like, and I say, Elena, you back from your cloud car yet? You you back down yet? And sometimes I don't even know that I left them. Like, oh, I. This is part of what happens when she goes to the cloud car. She twirls her hair. There's a twisty (laughs) hair. There's some signifying. You can see her start to go. Like you talk about her cloud car and then she's like off. I'm there. She's going. She's That's going. hilarious. That's so funny. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, both are so important. Important. I know for me, sometimes um, I get ahead of myself, you know, in relationships. And it's like, that can also trip you up because mm-hmm. you're like, well, there, we should be there, but it's not, you know, we have to stay also in the present. But Elena, I loved what you said about, um, about the world being part of it. I actually think that's a really important message, especially for couples that are doing a lot of personal work and development, because it's almost like you're creating a new possibility for mm-hmm. other people to see. Yes. Like, oh, I could have something like that, or I could create something like that. Yes. That was also the other thing of, I was like, we inspire so many people with our relationship. Like you're my favorite couple ever. You're, you're the best couple I know. And it's like, oh, and then that best couple breaks up. I couldn't even imagine. But the work that we do to help people, it, we have to do that together. Mm. We try to do things separately. And when we're together, it just, it works way better. We even do these little silly videos for our business. And we have so much fun singing and dancing because I'm a singer. She's a singer. So we sing together and you know, yeah, we we run around with oil bottles and we, we have fun. Yeah, it is. It is fun. You know, I think it's important also, like what we try to do is to show up authentically in -hmm. our business for people. And that includes being real and honest about the things that we've found challenging. Yeah. Whether it's a physical thing, like we deal with like Elena has chronic pain or, you know, like emotional issues. Like I've had anxiety, ADHD, like my whole life, you know, and these are part of part of our experience as human beings they're not who we are but they're part of what has happened to us or what has created the way that we see the world Um, and this is the same kind of thing except you know there's a lot of people who struggle in relationships and they don't get help and I think what I what I hope Mm -hmm that we convey when we are vulnerable enough to share these kinds of things with people is that like, it's okay to ask for help. It's okay for your relationship to not be perfect. And it's okay for there to be different seasons of your relationship too. Like we've gone through really, really hard times and we're in a really good place right now. And that's because we communicate and the future is still the future. And there are are gonna be things that happen but we'll always come back to each other because we have those tools. We know how to do that now. Yeah. And we know we're not going to desert each other. No, we're not allowed. Mm, Apparently we're not allowed. (laughs) Just got that. Thank you, Julie, for today, because I wouldn't have gotten that message otherwise. (laughs) Yeah. But commitment, you know, that word just kind of keeps coming up to me. It's like, well, you each are committing to yourselves, but you're also committing to the relationship and where there's not commitment. It's really hard for there to be growth because there isn't that sort of like investment in each other that's happening and that support and that uh, trust and everything that comes along with it. So it's so huge. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. 
yeah, it is. We, we really value each other, you know? Oh yes. Well, it's been so lovely to have you uh, here today. Thank you for bringing your smiles and your joy, your playfulness, and, you know, also your seriousness and vulnerability. I really appreciate it. Um, I know, so below this video, people can find uh, links and more information about both of you. But if you just want to share a few uh, high level things that are going on, people could check out at Two Swans. Sure. Go ahead. You, oh, you, me. You say so we are, we teach weekly courses online. They are open to anyone who wants to attend their introductory natural wellness classes where we teach you the basics of how to use natural healthcare, including essential oils and supplements and you know, really looking at the, the whole picture of, you know, mind, body, spirit, and how we can help you balance your, your wellness. Right. And for me, I teach monthly meditation classes the last Saturday of the month at 7.30 PM on Zoom. I also go live on my Connections with Elena Facebook page every last Sunday of the month. And I give a reading live for the whole world for the whole week. Oh, the TikTok stuff. That's oh, and we love, we love we're, TikTok. We're really, <laughs> I like TikTok too. I, I gotta admit it. We're like I'm the there with you. folks on TikTok, but I'm going to embrace we it. I, I love it. It's hilarious. It's really fun. It's really so, funny. So we have a little series there called Oils and Angels, where Liz talks about an oil and then we pair it with an angel card reading. But you can totally see our ridiculous personas if you head over to Two Swans oh, on we, TikTok. We kind of let it we, loose there. Yeah. Just, <laughs> we don't know what we're doing and it's probably good that we don't. Yeah, no idea how to do TikTok. <laughs> But it's really funny, apparently. <laughs> this is what other people are telling us. I don't know. So we have fun. Yeah, we just. That's have great. Fun. I'm definitely checking it out after this for sure. Oh, cool. good. Yeah, yeah, it's two swans there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's it. Perfect. Well, thank you guys so much. And thanks everybody for listening in. Wish you all a good rest of your day. Thanks, Julie. Thanks, Julie.